Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. All right, you're on speaker. Thank you for everything. You fabulous, fabulous flunk. Uh, Samantha, do you have a British accent? Who's Samantha? This is Annabelle Bronstein. I'm from Injong. episode of everyone's business but mine with me Kara Berry our pop culture roundup and and just like that finale recap um let's get into it we got a lot to talk about girls Woo! you got your cowboy hats on let's strap in we're gonna start off on a positive note as I like to do you guys know that even if it is ironically as it's about to be can I get a hell yeah for this week is going to none other than the uh, Fulton County Courthouse, the hottest club in America, as it seems. This bitch has everything. Uh, Rico charges and almost disbarred Rudy Giuliani, one of Kanye's old publicists smiling like Jack from The Shining, and then Trump's old VO5 hot oil head ass scowling, just really simpering for the camera because he knows he's about to sell a bunch of merch but what he what we don't know at this point we find out later is that he just sold mar-a-lago to that idiot son of his whatever oh my god you guys (laughs) we had a time we had a time on thursday didn't we Mm, we love to see it as it happens oftentimes when i like compile these stories i find that there's a theme like a running theme seems to be like trends. Most of these stories that I have to talk about, uh, you know, require people racing to a courthouse or, you know, some sort of legal 
a municipal building of some sort. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. You guys, I just want to say I'm sorry to all the men who are actually six foot three and 215 pounds. Y'all were fighting for your lives on Thursday night, trying to beat the allegations that you weren't like the other girls who were claiming they were being. And I, I saw a little bit of, of discourse about like, oh, should we, we shouldn't fat shame Trump or like talk about his weight. But it's like, we weren't talking about his weight because he lied about it. That's the point. That's why we were cracking jokes. So not fat shaming, it's lie shaming. And that's why his ass is in jail or about to be in jail. Clankety clank, bitch. Anyway, um, let's get to our girl of the week going to none other than Jonathan Chebin, who I thought had legally changed his name to Food God, but do we care? I don't think so. I certainly don't. I just figured other people might, but it seems like they don't because the article says Chebin several times. But so the thing that happened is that Miss Chebin, Miss Jonathan, uh, back in October of 2020, so we're talking three years now, was in Florida, you know, hunkered down as we all were to whatever degree people were in South Florida, which I don't think was much. But anyway, Jonathan says that he went to the grocery store. He was going to cook, even though I've heard this man say several times that he does not cook. Um, he went to buy some Korean barbecue sauce, Sanjay's to be specific. He goes to the, checks it out, goes home, puts it in his fridge, planned to take it out like a few hours later when he was going to cook dinner. So he takes it out of the refrigerator and he says it basically exploded in his hand. He didn't even open it. It caused a major gash. He had to get uh, stitches and, you know, this, that and the third. He said there was significant blood loss and he's suing. He says he also suffered nerve damage and ongoing pain in his hand and that his cut was mere inches from an artery in his wrist, a major one, which I feel like, uh, don't we, uh, that's just a little bit of stunt queenery, don't we think? Like, I mean, there are situations where like, you literally are like, damn, I was like within a razor's edge of um, fatal harm, right? Or like some serious injury. But saying that you happen to be a few, I mean, I feel like everywhere in your body, if you harm yourself, you're like a few inches away from a major artery. That seems pretty reasonable. You got to be a little closer than that, Jonathan. But anyway, um, he goes on to say that he wants $20 million, $20 million for this because he suffered losses like the inability to use his hand for um, social media posts in his advertisements, and his ability to sponsor various food items. Now, TMZ got him with the hitchagacha, or whatever you call it, and, and posted a picture of him from a few days later where he's seemingly pretty fine, posted up with Kim and her children dressed like Tiger King. So that's probably not going to help his case. <laughs> but anyway, I really think what's happening here, the real loss of wages is probably on us. And thank God for all of us for coming together and getting our Twitter fingers onto social media because ours weren't injured and saying at Kris Jenner, at Kim Kardashian, I swear to fuck, if you keep bringing that man on our television, on your show, putting a wig on and having him play, run around a grocery store, a damn Gelson's with Kris Jenner, we don't want that. 
And so I think really because he hasn't been on television, that's probably because why people are like, oh, out of sight, out of mind. Thank God for that. But like, I think that's what's really going on. But also I feel like, isn't he rich anyway? Like, <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> what is Jonathan doing? Don't answer that. I don't want to know the answer, but like, just like, you know, existentially, what is he doing? That's for him to find out. Anyway, let's move on to our next story. People going back to the courthouse. <sighs> Real. Real. You know, it's a beautiful time in a young scammer's life when she's able to take up the wing from her parents, her mother to be specific in this case. And um, Brielle Bierman got her first lawsuit. Her first credit card suing her for an almost $13,000 balance. This is Amex, her um, Delta Sky Miles Amex, if you guys wanted to know. Um, her rep said that she was going to be paying the bill. So this news came out on Thursday. So the T is like she had stopped paying her bills just like her mama, like mother, like daughter. Um, and they were like, oh, if you don't want to pay the minimum balance, we're just going to hit you with the whole thing, girl. So that's why she owes almost thirteen grand. Her rep said that she paid the bill on Wednesday, but as of Saturday, I heard that allegedly she had not done so. So, you know, maybe it takes a couple business days to, to clear. We'll see. Anyway, speaking of people getting sued, her mom is getting sued again. Wig is getting sued once again by her partner, soon to be former partner, Croy, the tight ass. Former Atlanta Falcons star. Well, <laughs> former Atlanta Pla Falcons player. Corey Bierman uh, took himself back down to the courthouse and said, Hey, I know y'all saw me three months ago and I said I meant it, but I really mean it this time. I need some divorce papers and I need it soon. Okay. So I have to take back something that I said not too long ago, which is that for me personally, I find it very healing to, I, that I thought it was my assumption that a family like the Zodiac beer cans would be the type of family to go to church one time and then go to their actual church after that, which would be Chili's, of course, and be like, mm, we're a happy family. So, you know, Corey filed in May. Very quickly after um, they it came out that their house was about to get taken out and they owed like $1.1 million to the IRS, I feel like he filed like within 48 hours of that news dropping. So... I think things happened again, you know, like sand through the hourglass. These are the days of Wig's time and she just got sued again. And, um, I, you know, I think what happened, honestly, here's my theory. I think that at least on Wig's end, she was like, fuck this dude. We're fighting because the bills are piling up. I can't keep lying to this dude and like, robbing Peter to pay Paul. So we keep fighting and I can't keep lying because the people are knocking on our doors and, you know, the final notices are showing up on the outside of the envelope. That's when you know things are real bad because they're like, oh, we want everybody at the USPS to know <laughs> from the, from the people who, uh, you know, sort the mail to the mailman. We want y'all to know that these people are in dire straits. So I think what happened is that like, Kim was like, oh, like, fuck this. And then I think like 
she started to get like a couple little coins, a couple little shekels. And this was also around the time where she was about to make her reappearance on Atlanta. And then maybe they thought, don't be tardy. The show that they had been like jaxing their way uh, about. And by that, I mean, since they got fired from their show, they had been talking and talking, talking about like, stay tuned, camera emoji. We're going to get a new show. Just a wait a minute. Secret. We got something going on here. Just stay tuned. You know, that bullshit. It actually worked out for Jax, as we as we know, but not so much for Kim. Um, so I think what happened is that she was like thinking or banking on the fact that this breakup would get her a spot back on NBC Universal's payroll. That didn't happen. And so now they're fighting again. And they're also seeing these videos of the body cam footage of them talking cash shit to these Alpharetta police about how bad the other one is. And no, this one's worse. And no, I'm a good person. And they're abusive. No, she's abusive. No, he's abusive. And then they kept fighting again. And it's like, well, here's the thing. So here's what really made me gag. (laughs) TMZ reported that... Croy has been threatening divorce this whole time. Like, anytime they get into a heated argument, he's like, oh, I'm going to file for divorce. And so Kim, on Thursday morning, in a fight, was like, all right, I dare you. And then he did. (laughs) Oh. So apparently they're getting, like, petty about who hasn't paid the bill, like I said, and it's just, like, getting too much. So... Uh, it was reported last week, the same day that Croy filed for divorce, that Kim was being sued by yet another credit card company for $150,000. So she got a card from Capital One, I think it was a Saks card, like Saks Fifth Avenue card, Capital One, that had a $115 limit, $115. She now owes $150,000. $150, <laughs> She hasn't paid her bill since September of 2022, which she paid four grand on. So, what is Wig gonna do, y'all? She keeps trying to sell those purses, and like everybody's going in on her on TikTok, and it's just not working. And she keeps, every time she lies again and says, Oh, this is a Chanel purse, never worn. And then you see her down to the Applebee's with that exact purse. Getting, you know, chimichanga sauce all over the bottom of it. So, what is she going to... Kim, like, really needs help. I'm actually kind of surprised that they haven't gone down the... uh, What's that show? Marriage Boot Camp route? Or the family... Whatever the Marriage Boot Camp on VH1 spinoff is. Like, whatever that is. I'm surprised that they... Maybe... Maybe she was holding off for that, too. We might get them on marriage boot camp. And while we're speaking of it, like, I know that I had told you when, um, uh, what's his name? Dean divorced Tori Spelling that I would, like, keep you guys abreast of the situation. And it's just gotten so strange that I don't even know what to say. Um, so apparently, like, before the divorce, they had been dealing with some kind of mold infestation that they didn't know about in their home that Tori says once they discovered it had been going on for years, apparently, and the kids had been getting sick, and she had been getting sick, and all this, right? So they moved out, and she moved her and her five kids, 
or however many kids she has into a, an RV over the summer. <laughs> and then they moved into a motel, like a $120 a week motel. It's been reported that multiple people have tried to reach out to her that I think Josh Altman, I don't know which Josh, there's two Josh's on Million Dollar List. Josh Flagg? I think it's Josh Flagg. Josh Flagg um, offered her a home, and she said it wasn't the right one, that Candy's tried to offer her a home. She doesn't want to take it, and she's just doing that. And then the other day, she's been in, she had been in the hospital for like four days, and when she came out, the paparazzi figure, she's got all these bruises under her eyes, and she looks very weak. Like, this girl, this woman... I've never experienced a woman more unlucky than Tori Spelling. Like, she really should just be rich and, like, mind her business. And yet her mom just, like, won't give her money and just let her be a rich girl. <laughs> and so she has to do all this stuff. And it's just, like, it's not funny, but it's just, it's just, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like having a like a tamed animal out in the wild like you bred her to be a domestic cat and you got her out got her out here in these streets fighting and she just can't do it she's going through it y'all so prayers up for Tori Spelling for real I actually, I'm really hitting on something like Tori Spelling is like energetically a hairless cat like have you ever seen a hairless cat at Benihana no they're gonna get burned you ever seen a hairless, a stray hairless cat out in the street? No. They need to be rubbed with coconut oil and, like, have a little sweater on. She can't, but she's not, melt, she's not meant for this world. Our world. She's just not. <laughs> okay. Let me move on officially. Okay, so, because I talked about a couple weeks ago on my Patreon, Miley Cyrus and these associations that she's making. What can I say on the free feed? How do I put this? Um, her recent new friendships who are people that are associated with an organization that has cult-like associations. And if you want to hear more about that, you can skip on over to patreon.com slash EBBM podcast and listen to what I dug up on that. But anyway... It's drama over there in the Cyrus family. Did you guys know this? Because I didn't. And it all came out with uh, Tish Cyrus getting married. So Tish is Miley's mama, former wife to Billy Ray. She just married last week um, Dominic Purcell. He was on Prison Break. He's an actor. Bald. Whatever, right? He's a non-factor in this story. The crux of it is that you know, once the pictures started coming out, people started realizing, hey, Noah, the little girl that, you know, the youngest girl isn't there. That's interesting. And then I think 97% of us realize, hey, there's a whole other Cyrus that none of us talk about that is between Noah and Miley. His name's Brayson. Brand new information to, to me. Um, and that he also did not attend this wedding. So I'm going to give you guys a little refresher on what's going on with the Cyrus family and what the tea is as of now. So Billy and Tish had been together for like almost 30 years, right? They broke up August of 2022. They had broken up before, gotten back together, and they officially divorced last year. Later that year, Billy starts 
dating and later gets engaged to a woman named Fire Rose. That's one word. Does she appear to be of like the descent of somebody who would be named Fire Rose? No, she seems pretty white to me. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I would implore you guys to check out her Instagram because it is the the word I can say is mm. I looked at it and I just said mm. <laughs> it is um very obvious to me that Fire Rose has ambitions to be in the music industry and that at some point in 2022 she found her way and um you know she found her way she found Billy Ray from behind like his curtain of hair and was like, hey, grandpa, I mean, lover, like, let's make some music together slash date slash uh, I can use you for my Instagram to, to get somewhere. Right. Is it working? I don't think so. I, while you're looking at the Instagram, I would you don't have to scroll down too far. Um, Find the promo, the album cover for a song called I believe it was called um, Plants. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's giving like... Oh, we're planning on being together forever, right? But the album cover is like, it's like them in like a wooded, like pixie kind of fort, like roses everywhere, but in the woods, right? And they're staying, well, they, I'm using air quotes, are standing in front of this arch, this like doorway in the woods. And I'm using air quotes because they're clearly like very poorly photoshopped into this, but also the pictures are bad. Like the pictures of them are bad, and also the photoshopping is bad. There's no regard for like light balance or anything. Billy Ray, in many of the pictures, but especially this one, it looks like they just woke him up and he was like, took half a Xan. They woke him up from a Xanax lace sleep and were like, hey, find a look that looks like a suit. You got 45 seconds and we're going to take this picture out by the garage. Like, that's what it looks like. And she's in a wedding dress. But I don't know where she found this wedding dress. Like, maybe it was her mom's or something. But, like, it's not even... Like, David's Bridal wouldn't even sell this and they're 90% off. It's shiny. You know what I mean? Like, that 90s shiny type of dress. It's off the shoulder. It's late. Like, it's just straight from the 90s. Like, is this Tish's wedding dress? Because <laughs> it's giving that... But they have their whole weird situation. 
that's not really part of this, but I it's just like a supplemental thing that I think there's something going on with Billy Ray and this what girl of his fiance of his. I'm gonna keep my eye on that, and I think you guys should too. It's giving like very much midlife crisis kind of rebound relationship, but I also feel like she's the one kind of pulling the strings. Like it's just giving like I'm wheeling grandpa around, and I don't think that Billy Ray's like that old like he was just doing old town road and everybody thought he was really cool like three years ago and now i don't know i don't know i'm concerned to be honest with you i could also be completely wrong and this could just be like an older dude who's like trying to be sexy on social media and he just has no awareness that he's not hot (laughs) that could very easily be the situation But anyway, back to this wedding. People noticing Noah and the new one, Brayson, is not there. So, there are hella kids, and that's what also needs to be broken down, is that I didn't really realize that Tish had Trace and Brandy prior to her marriage with Billy Ray, but Billy Ray legally adopted them. So, those are his kids. Then, Billy Ray and Tish had Miley, Brayson, and Noah quiet as it's kept billy also has a child the same age as miley but i guess he had that kid right before he met tish so technically there are some irish twins the kid's name is christopher but i don't really think he's like in the whole mix of things i don't think he has a relationship with billy ray or the rest of the family also not a factor in the story i just wanted to gossip but the tea is When the parents first announced their divorce, when Billy Ray and and Tish first announced that they were, like, officially divorced last year, people realized, and I don't know how, that Noah blocked her mom on Instagram. Now, I can understand, like, I, I get it. I don't understand. I get why people would follow somebody like, you know, like, I don't know, Kylie selena gomez Haley bieber and be like constantly checking who they're following and not following so that they can make a story out of it i get that that happens i don't understand why you would waste your time to do that but i get it what i don't get or understand is why somebody would be following noah cyrus or tish cyrus that much to to notice that but that's neither here nor there apparently they've like kind of patched things up or at the very least they've been like cued on social media and posting each other up until February of this year. But like I said, this wedding is happening and Noah starts posting on her Instagram stories. Oh, I'm having a sleepover with my brother Brayson. He flew out to come see me. We're spending the weekend together. And then she posts this picture of them with She's wearing a shirt with Billy Ray's face on it. So it's giving very much like I stand in solidarity with my dad and Fire Rose. And the weird thing is that it got a little bit messy, in my opinion, where Trace posted a picture on his Instagram. It was just a picture of him from childhood. It's just him and Brandy and Miley and Tish in this picture from like the 90s, right? They're kids. And then Tish reposted that picture. And I don't know. I just felt like if you know that people know that a couple of your kids weren't there and the two kids that were not there, you're also reposting a picture of like your other three kids and not the other two when you know that people are talking about it. That's like messy to me, like pretty messy mama behavior in my opinion. But 
we'll follow and see what's going on with that. If it remains interesting, if not, I'll forget all about it. And with that, you guys, thank you so much for listening. And we're going to move on to our finale recap of And Just Like That. Expectations. And to be clear, I'm not talking about having dreams or wanting something to happen. It's so important. I'm talking about, you know, assuming things will go the way we think they should for whatever reason, because never know what tomorrow will bring and it might be greater than anything you ever expected carrie that was way more than one okay episode 11 of and just like that aired and um okay okay i think i liked it I think I liked it. Let's just talk about it, shall we? Carrie's walking into her old place. She's on the phone with Aiden, checking in on Wyatt. Everything's, well, TBD, but she hangs up on him, right? So then she gets a call from Samantha. Our girl, our girl's back, sort of. Literally, she's in the back of a car with a Fendi on her lap, and she's telling Carrie, yo, my flight's been three hours delayed. I'm not going to be able to make it there in time. And Carrie's like, for what? And Samantha has to be like, girl, the last supper. Charlotte and Miranda told me all about it. I was going to surprise you. And Carrie's like, oh my God, what a bestie you are. Don't worry about it, girl. We'll get together tomorrow. But Sam's like, girl, I already left Heathrow. I was going to leave on the first flight out the next morning. So, ta. (laughs) But before that, she tells her, it's your apartment. It's really important to me. Put me on speakerphone and hold your phone up. I have to say goodbye. So she says, thank you for everything, you fucking fabulous, fabulous flat. And while she's saying this, you can hear the old theme song playing, like not the OG version, but like a different version. Ugh, you know, they really got me there. Carrie calls her out for saying flat instead of apartment, like very Madonna, her first five minutes in London. And Samantha goes, who's Samantha? This is Animal Bronstein. I'm from Inja. Ta, cheerio. And just like that, Sam and her new Fendi bag are gone. I feel like a lot of people are being, like, very hopeful that this is going to mean that Samantha's coming back for season three. She made it pretty clear that she's not going to, but she also made it very clear that she was never going to come back in the first place. So, only time will tell. I'm I'm, like, in my hopeful era. I'm feeling very, like, positive. Or I'm, like, trying to figure out what positive means, so... You know, we'll see. In our next scene, Harry wakes up Charlotte from her drunken night. So we have gone, like, the timeline shifting in this season is so wild. Like, one episode, we're three months out. This episode, it's not even been 24 hours, but we've been skipping up quite a bit. But Charlotte's still hungover, right? Harry's like, girl, Anthony's here. And he texted to say that he was on his way, but you threw your phone into a picture of margaritas, remember? So, um he's outside. Charlotte's like, well, what does he want? And here he goes, well, he wants to talk about losing his ass virginity. So I don't know what to tell you. And then he's like, you know, it's like a whole specific will he, won't he scenario. I I don't know. So Charlotte's like, uh, did you, did he have this conversation in front of the children? He's like, no, no, no. All the kids are out. I got them out of the house without your help. And then he just flips out. He's like, I can't do it all. Charlotte. Charlotte is like, listen, I'm still hungover. I can't talk loud, so I need you to listen. 
you're not doing it all. And I know because you made like a few breakfasts and you ran a few errands, it feels like you are. But like, the fact is you're doing the bare minimum of what me and other women have been expected to do around the house for years and years. So now I'm expecting you to do like a little bit of it, not all of it, because I love what I do and I'm good at it. So I need your help and support and I need you to get Anthony and his butt troubles out of our house right now. I'm going back to sleep. Thank you. Then we go back to Coney Island and Steve is setting up his restaurant, right? Does he live there now? Did he say that? I don't know. But he tells Miranda because Miranda shows up. The past two years have been like he's on the cyclone, not the weather event. Like he means like the Coney Island thing ride. And so he's like, you know, I'm just lucky that my head didn't smash against the pavement, Miranda. But he tells Miranda, like, girl, you didn't even have to come out here. I'm good. Everything's in the past. Like, I'm fine now. So Miranda's like, actually, that is why I came out here, because I don't want to be in the past with you. I don't want to hear about your life from Carrie only. I don't want you to forget about me or us. And like, if it's possible, I'd like to be somebody in your present and maybe even your future. <laughs> Steve goes, but you mean just friends, right? Like you're not going to flip around and go straight again. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> I feel like there are a lot of gay people on the writing and I'm still like very confused at how it, phobic that some of the languages around some of the dialogue on the show, but Okay, so she, that doesn't register to her at all. You're not going to flip around and go straight again. And then she tells Steve, like, listen, you're a very smart guy. Like, you were right about a lot of things in our life. You were right about getting that house in Brooklyn. And you were right about, you know, like, us being very good parents. But maybe you weren't right about us. And he's like, oh, you know, Miranda, like, I think I was. I think I was for a long time. And then they, like, rub each other's backs. And Brady just pulls up, as he did last episode. And I would just like to say, they, let's just say random place in Brooklyn. Let's say they live in Park Slope. That's, like, ten miles from Coney Island. I don't understand why Brady's just, like, randomly pulling up at the most opportune moments as though they live around the corner. That's, it's, that's why I'm asking, do, do they live there now? I just have a lot of questions. And so, like, also... Is Brady fucking Lily respectfully? What's go? Do we just drop that? We just totally forgot about that. Why is it a storyline if we just totally dropped it? Like, I just want to know if they're dating. Can we address that next season, please? I think the people want to know. Naya gets to finally stop being a weirdo a little bit. When she gets told, come up to the office girl, there's a wise old black man who's going to tell you that you got submitted into the law institute this is a very prestigious thing and she seems very excited about it so she goes home to tell miranda and she's like wins out of her fucking sales immediately she's like miranda the first thing i did was call um ahmad rashad <laughs> andre rashad and you know even though this is like a great thing i just like don't have a man to celebrate it with miranda and miranda's like yeah i mean i feel you girl but like Whatever. Whatever. I don't know what to tell you. Focus on the fact that we have a Michelin chef dinner going on tonight. And you're not going to get out of it. Goodbye. I also need a buffer for Che. So, then we get to the party. Gorgeous. 
all in from that studio. It's like such a time. Carrie keeps having this like, it's not parasocial, like very oddly intimate relationship and storyline with the cat. I don't even really know how to address it because it's just like her being overly uh, gushy towards this cat in a way that Carrie's character has never been towards anything. <laughs> and then just like going on to being herself. It's like very uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Uh, Hyde. I, I don't know. <laughs> so from here on out, we just see like people bopping around the party, telling up and wrapping up their storylines, right? So we get to the heaviest fucking thing where Charlotte's trying to have this conversation with Lisa and is like, hey, why are you having a drink? Are we just like pretending and not telling people that you're pregnant? And Lisa's like, I ha- miscarried. And Charlotte just stares at her. And then Harry comes in and is like, hey girl, I got you a new iPhone 14. Hi, love you. What's happening? Nothing? Okay. Ha ha ha. And that's just like dropped for a little while. And then, you know, Anthony and Giuseppe are walking in and they're still like on pins and needles because Anthony hasn't given his ass up yet. They're still fighting about it. So they're walking up the stairs and Anthony's walking up first, right? And he looks back at Giuseppe and goes, um, excuse me, don't check out my ass because it's not on the menu. Like they were really getting into like a whole thing about this. Che shows up. Lizette, the jewelry girl, who I just realized, Sydney Sweeney. This is like Sydney Sweeney if she made jewelry in like Silver Lake or like Bushwick or something. Like it's the dark hair, the perm. Like give, imagine Sydney Sweeney with darker hair and a perm. And that really looks like Lizette. But anyway, we're supposed to believe that Lizette, like, that Gen Z just fucking goes up for Che in this major way. <laughs> like, it it doesn't quite make sense to me. But Lizette totally fangirls over Che. Like, I love your podcast. Do you have any comedy concerts coming up, Che? And Che's like, you know, not right now. And Che's on this asshole thing. And, like... <laughs> Take, keep in mind that I think Che has been an asshole this whole time. So the fact that I'm stating it means I'm adding an extra layer of asshole dumb onto Che. So Che's like, you know what? <laughs> Not right now, but I'm going to tell you the truth because I'll probably never see you again. Um, I'm transitioning emotionally and like the old me's fucked and the new me isn't here yet. And Lizette's like, okay, well, it sounds like you were in the same place when I moved here and I was like in the cocoon phase, but look at this butterfly ring. That's what I made when I got here. And, okay. (laughs) And then Jackie shows up. Jackie played by Bobby Lee. Worst character. And, you know, again, we're considering Che in this. They start roasting each other, Che and Jackie. And it's just like... uh, I don't know, Smoke, the boy, the girlfriend explained that this is like what comedians do. They roast each other as though the audience wouldn't understand that. And it wasn't funny. That Maybe that's why you had to explain it. Because we're led to believe this is supposed to be funny, but the only people laughing are Che and Jackie. And I feel like that happens a lot with them. So anyway, they should do that off the show. So Miranda and Naya get there. And we finally find out who this Michelin chef is. It is Toussaint played by Gary Dordan, who was um, Kenya Moore's co-star in Twa, for those of you who um, checked out my podcast that I did on Patreon with Kendrick from Reality and Comics 2. It was so fun. I'm going to be doing another reality show um, 
movie recap. I'm going to have my friend Lindsay on. We're going to be recapping um, the latest Todd Tucker production. So check that out. It's on Peacock. It's called The Pass, I believe. I mean, you'll type in Todd Tucker. I'm sure this is his only other credit other than like Candy's Ski Trip or something. So, and Candy and the Gang, which is getting a season two, by the way. And I feel like you guys should be, here's your homework assignment, hopping on Candy and the Gang season one. And I think there were only like six or eight episodes. And um, oh, what's the Southern Charm one? The Southern Charm version of Vanderpump Rules. Fuck. You know, you'll figure it out. Southern Hospitality? What's it called? I Whatever. <laughs> it's a great... It's a, it's an interesting watch. I will say that. Well, let's go back to the show. Basically, um, Naya and Toussaint lock eyes with each other. And she's like, uh, you know, her basement is flooded immediately. And it's like, get out of here, Miranda. I'm about to get my, you know, you feel me? In about six hours. So, scram. So Miranda heads upstairs by herself and she sees Che in the kitchen. Obviously, Miranda is still pissed at Che, but she's like, yo, um, we can't ruin Carrie's dinner. Like, keep it tight, Che. Che's like, yo, I'll never do these jokes again. I'm so sorry that I hurt you. Miranda's like, I thought we ended on a good note. But Che's like, you know, I texted you one time and I called you twice and you didn't answer. So I thought it was fair game. And honestly, those jokes were funny. Miranda's like, no, they weren't. And Che's like, yeah, they were. You know what, Che? No, they weren't. <laughs> they were actually really fucking mean. I, you know, as a mean person, you have to like, there's like a phrase for this and I can't remember, but like, you have to be like a little bit funnier than you are mean. You know, this is like something that Jeff Lewis really fails at time and time again like he's very funny but he's just like a little bit more mean than he is funny you gotta be a little bit more funny than you are mean unfortunately in Che's position Che is not funny at all and it's just mean so they're like truly in their villain era and like where are we going with this (laughs) I think this was a bad idea but anyway Miranda's like well where's where are we now what were we and Che says, we were a train wreck. And Miranda's like, well, trying to be hopeful. Was it like a good kind of train wreck where we got where we needed to go and this was the only way we could get there? And Che's like, yeah, okay, whatever, Miranda. Like, whatever gets you to go to sleep at night. Like, very dismissive. Very rude. I didn't like that. Elsewhere in the party, Giuseppe is telling, like, Charlotte and Anthony and Harry and stuff that he's thinking about going back to Italy in a month and he's not sure when he's coming back because... He, like, makes a big fuss of this. Very Robin from Sister Wives, if you watch the premiere. Um, the New York publishing scene, because, remember, I'm supposed to be a poet, is very, like, mm, what's the word? How do you say, um, you know, when you can't go further or make your way in, like, there's a wall. And Harry's like, oh, impenetrable. And Giuseppe goes, yes, this is what New York is to me. And Anthony was in his finest hour. The the funniest I've ever seen Anthony be. It's just he's drinking his drink and he's not saying anything. And he's just staring at him like, you bitch. And that was honestly the highlight of the episode for me by far. Then we have to go to the low light, Seema. And it it's not Seema. Seema's not the problem. It's what they're doing to Seema that is so whack that I can't take it. She shows up with not Taika Waititi. She still got her panties in a wad because she told him I love you while they were fucking. And since then, he's back to being like glued to his phone, right? And so she's pissed. 
She's like, why did I say I love you first? This has got me fucked up. But Carrie is just like, no, girl, you're scared. You're the one pulling away. You're the problem because it's real. And maybe you're just like pushing him away. And, you know, that's it. Which I just feel like Carrie's maybe guiding people in like um, interesting directions. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm feeling where Seema's going for it. Like, he is like a toddler on his phone. He's always leaving to be like, Egypt, Egypt, pyramids. Buy, sell, buy, sell. It's annoying. And it does make you feel probably like you're not wanted very much. Like, it's... He's acting like he needs to be on the phone with Egypt. It's like 9 o'clock at night, which would make it like, what? Like 4 o'clock in the morning in Egypt? What does he need to be on the phone so bad for? Get out of here. Speaking of scared, Anthony goes into Carrie's closet to find Giuseppe. And he starts popping off on him like... Why are you just now telling me that you're leaving? Is it because I won't let you fuck me? Is that the problem? And Giuseppe's like, no, this is about more than your ass. You won't let me in anywhere. It's always about, oh, I'm too young. You're too old. You're sphincter. It's like, it's always something. It's not about your asshole. This is about your other walls. Okay. (laughs) And so Anthony's like, you know what? You're right. (laughs) And I have issues because I've only been in love once before and I called all the shots and this is how Giuseppe finds out that Anthony's in love with him. And then they start making out. Okay, so then Carrie starts introducing everybody to Shoe the Cat. This is what I'm talking about. She's like, everybody, this is my kitten. I love her so much. She's my baby, my baby. I need to put my sweet baby to bed, which obviously triggers Lisa at the mention of a baby. And so she goes off to the bathroom. Herbert falls... (laughs) Herbert follows after her and she's like having this existential crisis of like, did I wish the baby away? And Herbert's like, absolutely not girl. Like you're allowed to feel or think whatever you want to think. Like that has nothing to do with what happened and you're allowed to have your thoughts. So they go to dinner and it's like horny central with Naya and Toussaint because he does this joke about like, oh, you're going to have a green olive and then you're going to have a black olive and then you're going to put this little spoon in your mouth because it's got the essence of a tangerine on it afterwards. And Naya's like, ooh, like in front of everybody. You said the black, I put the black one in my mouth, Toussaint. Is that what I do? And then I'm going to put the spoon. Oh, it exploded in my mouth. I wasn't expecting that, Toussaint. (laughs) Everybody's like, Jesus Christ, girl. 
Like, what are they doing with this woman? She really needs to get herself together. Not Taika Waititi has some movie issue, like I told you. He's got to fly through the Sphinx immediately. Otherwise, it's not going to be in the movie. <laughs> I got to go right now and shoot for five months. So, Seema is obviously upset. And then he goes off on her and is like, you're questioning me? I have done nothing wrong to you except for be on the phone all the goddamn time. Okay? So, I haven't been answering anybody's DMs or fucking anybody. No, he actually goes, I... <laughs> She says, I see you on your phone getting all these messages from women on, you know, in your DMs on TikTok or whatever. And he goes, I haven't been ticking or talking since we met each other. Do you know what that means? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, what are they doing with this man's dialogue? I'm wondering if they gave this. They, like, were, like, given this role to, like, the director's kid or, like, a friend of theirs. And was like, hey, 16-year-old, you get to solely write this person's dialogue, this character's dialogue. Because it's almost like, aren't all of you people are in the industry. That's why you're doing the show. Why do they talk about, talk, they give him the dialogue. Like, he, like, this person has never stepped foot on a set or has written anything in their life. (laughs) It's very strange. This is like me playing Barbies. Like, my boyfriend's leaving because he has to go to Egypt right now for his movie because he's a director and I'm crying and I'm at my friend's fabulous apartment and we're having dinner and I look really cute. And it's like, what is going on? So then Carrie does the worst thing of all, which is stand up and say, everybody, you have to go around and say one thing that you're going to let go of. You can only use one word and you have to use a unique word. You cannot use somebody else's word. So fun. (laughs) Ain't no party like a Carrie Bradshaw party. Carrie Bradshaw party is mandatory. (laughs) So Che says that they want to let go of the rules, which is like, okay, when have you been following them? to begin with but not taika waititi says he wants to get rid of social media which is not one word but he says in this case he's gonna hyphenate it miranda says she wants to get rid of guilt carrie says she wants to get rid of expectations which is a huge foreshadowing for later she gets walloped in the head by aiden emotionally and she's like you know what i want to expand on that by saying i want to let go of expectations i mean i want to let go of assuming things that should go the way that you think they should because you never know what tomorrow will bring And it might be greater than anything you ever expected it. Or might be ass up emotionally in Greece in about two weeks. Who's to say? We really don't see anything else from the dinner. So everybody just like kind of breaks off into their thing for the night. Miranda gets a surprise call from her boss saying, you need to go down and like do an interview on camera with the BBC. So she rushes off. Uh, Not Taika takes... Seema home and like invites her to Cairo to film for five months but she's like no that's gonna be a a no for me dog like I'm not giving up my career I got this whole life I got you know my person who does my blowouts like I'm not leaving that all that for a man full stop but love you babe I'm scared and he's like well I'm coming back like don't worry about it also you got me tied up into this rental and you know then they touch foreheads that actually happened so Carrie's left by herself with Shu, the cat, by the way, which she says is like a double entente, if you will, for um, Shu because obviously she loves shoes and she was in Get Away From My Shoe Boxes, which was two different spellings, but she'll figure it out later. Carrie hears Aiden throwing pebbles at her window. So he comes upstairs and she's like, yo, what's good? 
First of all, you said you would never set foot here ever again. Secondly, where's your luggage, my boy? And he's like, oh, I don't have any, but sit down. Just real quick. No big deal. I got to go back to Virginia because my boy needs me. Okay. So I'm just going to go right back to Virginia. And she's like, okay, no problem. I had this whole speech about expectations. So now I kind of have to go with this. Stay as long as you want. Stay until you feel good. Right. And he's like, mm, about that. I'm not going to do that. Actually. I don't think I can come back. Like my Wyatt had shrooms and beer and a car crash. Like it was kind of a lot girl. I really can't come back. When he's with Kathy, even because when he was with Kathy, this is what happened. He tried to come back home because really I'm the constant and I need to be there for him. And so Carrie's like, okay, well, I guess I'll just come down to you then. He's like, no, because if you did that, then I'd only be focused on you. And she's like, um, wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Are you like planning on not thinking about me ever again? He's like, no, 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 no. I just think that we should maybe take a break or something. I mean, he was pretty vague, but then she's like, how long do you need time for? And he's like, oh, like five years. <laughs> she's like, what? But she didn't quite have the reaction that I would. Um, again, because she probably just made that speech and is like, well, I got to keep it cute now. So stuck with it. Um, so she's like, okay, um, that sucks. <laughs> it's like well um you know I just need to stay until he's out of his teens she's like it's six years and he's like no 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 he'll be 15 next week so it's only five like it's no big deal and you know how on Valentine's Day I told you that like the 10 years that we haven't seen each other just went by like this and he snaps and he's like uh-huh and he's like well five years is gonna go back like this She's like, but you didn't snap that time. And he's like, no, girl, I did. It just went by so quickly that you didn't see it. See, that's magic. And so she's like, okay, well, all right. And then they, she just like kind of stares at him. So the episode ends with just like a wrapping up of the story. It's just like a montage, right? Charlotte and Harry are trying to figure out their new phone. <laughs> so their big drama's over, I guess. Miranda's talking with Joy, the British lady that she met at the UN. They're having a time. Anthony finally bottoms. And his face was a mixture of um, confused and happy, which I think is probably normal. Shay starts making out with Toby back at their apartment. Naya gets a ride home from Toussaint the chef, and she lets him in for something to eat. Which, what dish she's going to give him remains to be seen, I guess. Carrie and Aiden fuck, and then it kind of seems like maybe Seema got a little bottom action herself at one point. I don't know, but then she ended up on top. So the next morning, Aiden leaves their, what should have been their apartment, but now he's like, sorry, girl. And Carrie's like, you know what? No matter what, this, meaning this whole house that I bought because I thought we were going to have the whole family here, and this, meaning us two, our relationship that you told us we can't have for the next five years, that was not a mistake. <laughs> so Aiden's like, girl, nothing's going to happen. And then he leaves and Carrie and Shu are out on the balcony, the little Juliet balcony, just staring at him while he gets in the car and he does his little fake snap thing as if it's going to just go by in a minute. And, um, you know, then his airplane exposed. So I'm just kidding. Um, Seema calls and is like, is he gone yet? We're going on a trip, girl. And then we see them on the beach in Greece. What happened to Shu? 
who's watching Shu? Hashtag who's watching Shu is going to be the mystery that's going to keep me up until next season. Who watched Shu while you went to, while you fucked off to Greece? You made this whole speech about how you're a mother now. And then you left that kitten within hours. <laughs> hours. So here she is on the beach with Seema. They're looking fabulous, of course, drinking Cosmopolitans. And Seema's like, listen, you and me ran a love because you forced me into it mostly. And where did that get us? Gary's like, well, um, you know, on a beach. <laughs> and then she like does whips out her Duolingo and orders two more Cosmopolitans for, for them. And, and just like that, I ordered two more Cosmopolitans. That is the end of season two of And Just Like That, the greatest show that has been renewed, by the way. I haven't talked about that. Just a few days ago, it did get renewed for season three. So <laughs> can't wait, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for being on this journey with me. We'll talk soon. <laughs> <laughs>